everybody to the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. You're home for all wrestling, everything wrestling. Soto, my guy. Que pasa, primo? What's up? What's up? How's it going? Not too shabby. A little depressed yesterday because the Knicks, but it's okay. It's too early in the season to be stressing. Be all right. What did you do yesterday? Uh, I was actually with family. So, you know, we watched uh, some of the games. Uh, also watch, well, actually betting on horse races. So, okay, so that okay. was fun. Um, I, I but... I, I totally understand about you and the Knicks. Um, yeah, the Knicks are, uh, I don't know, B. We're, we're, we're fine. We're you're, you're fine. I mean, I feel like when the Knicks are playing at home, you're in danger. If they're playing away, then I feel a little bit more confident. For some reason, they can't play at the Garden. Yeah, well, it's early. Yeah. I feel the same way, but. Um, well, I mean, it, um, I mean, uh, like the college, like what basketball or football? Football, uh, yeah, they were good. I mean, I was, uh, I was actually surprised. Well, not really surprised. I was, well, I was surprised that Alabama were underdogs and you know, against Georgia and they came, mm-hmm. out, they came out on top. Dominated that game, and then uh, Michigan and Iowa was crazy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you know what's crazy? War games. The NXT War game was fantastic. I gotta say so myself. I just yeah. feel about what with the uh, with the Um, I you know I I to be honest with you, I. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the event. Um, uh, War Games obviously is like one of the you know the top um, events for NXT, and you know uh, looking at the match card, it was like all right, you know they have a solid show going. You know uh, everybody's nervous because you know and you know the NXT Black and Gold uh, is no more, and it's now NXT 2.0. So, you know, everyone, it was like, you know, this was a test. Like, let's see how the fans would react to it. And honestly, like, it was a pretty, like, it, it was a really fun and entertaining uh, event. Okay, okay. Well, let's get right to it and break this down. Uh, first, uh, first match, what do you imagine? Yo Shirai, Corbin Jaden, and Ray. Overcame top of the track. So, so, um, I mean, overall, um, you know, this this match was, um, you know, I, th- all right. So, it was an opportunity to, I think, I think what they did was this was an opportunity to create a new star, and I think that they did just that with Core uh, Core Jade. So um, uh, I, I think Corjay now, um, you know, has people talking and is now one of the, 
I can say that she's probably a threat to Mandy's uh, NXT uh, Women's Championship. Um, I can see Corey J as a future champion. I don't know, you know, her picking up the victory, um, her with the, you know, Jeff Hardy s- s- uh, style uh, swan tom bomb. Um, like, I think the fans were behind her, you know, um, you know, everything was, cr- you know, crazy. You know, the fact that, you know, as, as soon as she landed, um, you know, it kind of looked like, you know, that she suffered a, a dislocated shoulder. And then um, it was kind of like, you know, um, interesting to see, you know, uh, Io Shirai try to, you know, snap it back into place. Um, but, you know, in like throughout the match, um, you know, she she was very impressive. And then towards the end, when it was like it, when it seemed like it was going to be a four on one. And, you know, she only had, you know, one, you know, quote, unquote, one, one good arm. Um, she fought back with the kendo stick and, um, you know, and then obviously at the end, she, um, you know, uh, picked up the victory uh, for her team. So um, I think, yeah, th- th- it was a great match. Um, there was, there was some like, uh, you know, some shaky moments. It kind of seemed like, you know, um, some stuff were, was like kind of like out of sync, but uh, overall, like the match itself, you know, was really entertaining. Um, uh, again, you know, war games never disappoints. I don't think anybody has been disappointed with it. The end uh, was kind of weird the way, you know, she, um, you know, uh, got the, you know, got the pinfall. Right. But, but, um, you know, all the, the, you know, the weapon spots and, and, and everything, the table spot. Um, it's something that we're not used to seeing women do occasionally. And that's the and, best thing about it. It's just right. raw and it will be extreme. It's, the idea of what war games really is, it's like, okay, um, you know, we're seeing just brute force and war, you know, upon everything. And the fact that we get that, we get this and we get these the kendo sets that women get to use using the ladders top of the cage going on it was it was it was i won't call it heartwarming heartwarming but it was worth sitting down and like all right let's watch these women go out and beat the fuck out of each other yeah and it was fantastic and, i love how and, everything and, came out i love how right. i mean who who was who was a clear-cut star um in your opinion out of the entire thing i mean we had no honestly it, it, it's it's no doubt in my mind it was core jade Okay. Because if you if you really look at it, it's like, all right, so you know, WWE is going forward with 2.0 with like you showcasing 2.0 and kind of like eliminating or limiting some of the you know stuff from the black and gold NXT. So you know, Raquel Gonzalez has had her time to shine as champion, so has Io Shirai. Um, Kylie Ray dominated NXT UK, right? Mandy's the current champion. Um, Gigi and uh, JC Jane are the current tag team champions, right? And then you have Dakota, who's been, you know, uh, um, you know, one of the top um, talents from the black and gold era. So who's the new newcomer? Who's the new chick? It's Cora Jade. So you had to make her stand out. And I think this match just did that. This match just proved that, you know, Again, NXT has another star in their uh, women's division. Do you feel is the best the women's division has to offer for NXT? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I'll be honest with you. I feel like you know NXT slash WWE. I I've said it 
uh, countless times that NXT slash WWE has the best women's division. Nobody's touching them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about how AEW has made improvements with Jade, um, with Thunder Rosa, with uh, Britt Baker, just to name a few. Um, but that that division has been on lock uh, for NXT and WWE for 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 quite some time. So, um, and then now they made Cora Jade into a star, and you had fans um, already calling her. Wow, she might be like the next like Jeff Hardy. You know, there's some mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy comparisons. So, um, off that one, you know, spot. So it's because you know they see how you know Cora Jade and 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 Jeff Hardy are risk takers. So you have that comparison right off the bat. But honestly, you know, um, like I said, she is a star in the making, and I have no doubt in my mind that she's going to be NXT Women's Champion soon. Bold statement. I respect that. It, this is this this is a I won't call it a five star match. For, it's probably one of the better matches that came on on this pay per view. This was fun, energetic, enjoyable, top to bottom from start yeah, to finish. Yeah, like the creativity, like when. Just so real quick, like when when Raquel put Dakota in the trash can and started swinging her, like you don't mm-hmm. see stuff like that. So, um, yeah, kudos to them for for just trying to be creative. Then we get the NXT Tag Team Championship. We got Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Uh, Imperium wins via pinfall. Is this the end for Kyle O'Reilly? Um, I'm still like, all right, thirty percent of me. Uh, well 30 percent yeah 30 i say he stays the other 70 uh tells me he's gone um but uh just real quick this just um this match uh i didn't have really high expectations because of the rumors of kyle o'reilly leaving uh, i'm still not a like i'm still not convinced um that you know um uh, Wagner could be that dude. Um, Imperium, you know, I, 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 you know, Imperium made me a fan of them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've always like, you know, liked them, but this match, uh, especially um, Fabian uh, Aikner, like his athleticism and strength kind of reminds me of Cesaro. And just what he did um, throughout the match was just simply incredible. Um, now, uh, I say the thirty percent of Kyle O'Reilly leaving. Uh, I mean, uh, staying. Thirty percent staying. Thirty percent leaving. Yeah, is because of yeah, is because of what we saw after the match. Um, Wagner tried to take out um, O'Reilly, and um, O'Reilly side coming countered, and you know, basically like squashed them. Seventy percent of me tells me he's leaving is because. So right after that, it was announced that O'Reilly and Wagner are probably going to face off in a steel cage match on Tuesday. I feel like that's probably Kyle O'Reilly's send off. I feel like that's the match where Wagner is just going to completely destroy O'Reilly and O'Reilly will sign with AEW. And I'm 100% convinced that he'll sign with AEW because there's already a storyline in place. For Kyle right, with Zoom stuff with Adam Cole and everybody right, else. Right, right. Oh. So you know, uh, Bobby Fish is already there, and 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 uh, Adam Cole is there. You know, he could reunite with Bobby Fish. You know, to to um, you know to do Red Dragons. He can you know reunite with with Cole and Fish for Undisputed Era. They could call themselves the Undisputed Elite. Um, that's ha- you know that has a nice ring to it, but it does. Um, I, yeah. So I, I feel like um, 
you know, I feel for Kyle O'Reilly because honestly, Kyle O'Reilly should have been a champion by now. And I feel like with this, you know, with all these changes, those plans were canceled. And it's it kind of seemed like he was stuck babysitting Wagner um, in trying to help Wagner become a star. And nothing against Wagner, though, but I, I just don't see it. Like, everything about him is is kind of generic. And there's no, like, like, you know how certain superstars, they have different niche, characters, uh, different characters, eye-popping movesets. Right. I don't see that with Wagner. That, that's something signature about him. Right. I just see him as a generic big man, uh, unless, you know, he proves me otherwise. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe, you know, the fact that they turned him heel now, um, we could probably see that. Maybe we'll start seeing, I, I guess, like a character development on this uh, on this upcoming episode of NXT. But um, let me just tell you that Imperium um, retaining was the right call. Um, you know, they deserve a, a, a lengthy run because they're super talented. Um, and I, I'm just curious, again, I'm curious to see who are the next challengers. Um, will it be MSK again? I'm not sure. Would it be, you know... Um, well, MSK had a lengthy run beforehand, so... Right, right. See that come up again. Yeah, but their matches were banging, so, you know... Yep. So I they both don't fix it, right? Them. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that, so... Um, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad match, and then you could tell the crowd was into it when you know after the match after you know saying thank you, Kyle, because they know they've seen the rumors that um this can potentially be Kyle O'Reilly's last week in WWE, right. and then off he goes to um the elite, the elite, <laughs> the land of all elite. So uh, moving on to a, I I thought it was a fun match. I'll be a little bit little bit shorter than what the first two matches were, but it was fun nonetheless. Uh, Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson, hair versus hair. Duke Hudson takes the L and gets pretty much a nasty haircut. I wish he just sat there on college, get this ruptured and gonna be completely bald. But it was a fun match. It was a good something in between. Like you know, we had five matches on the night, so it was a good like split. It was a good. Had, you know, midway part through the show, and it just it to me it was very productive, it was fun and enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I think Cameron Grimes had a um if you if you didn't have his moment yet of being like I can do this as a solo act and be in main event, I think this was another example of him showing, you know what, we can get we can put this guy in a title in a title hunt and put him in a t- in title picture, and he would produce quality matches. You know, gimmick, gimmick matches are kind of hard to do because now you have to kind of sell everything. I think this one, the selling points on both sides between Duke and Cameron were well worth it. And I feel that this could be, you know, another step for Cameron Grimes to be in the title picture. For Duke Hudson, you know, he'll probably go bald or go with a buzz cut or whatever it is. But, you know, he, oh, he's another quality, quality wrestler on the roster. I think this match provide everybody, you know, the analytic, the analytic, the analytic types on wrestling. If you want to break down the analytics of wrestling, um, how much depth there really was, or there really is in NXT, especially with guys leaving, like Colorado might be leaving, um, uh, Gargano, Ciampa, rumors of them, whatever the case may be, the depth of wrestling talent in NXT goes a long way. And these two guys 
came out and proven shown that the pro have shown and proved that. So I don't know. Would you would you do Harris hair mask though? I wouldn't. Uh, I, I cherish my hair too much. <laughs> I cherish my hair way, way, way too much. Uh, I can't. No. Mm-mm. Not for no. you? No, that's fair enough. No. No. So. Especially my, my my beard? Hell no. That's the moneymaker right there. You should keep, yo, listen, grow the beard. Just keep growing it. It's coming in nice and smoothly. You had, yeah, just, you know, just cut up a little bit. Just grow this out. And nice, baby, it's cold out. You know what I'm saying? You know, please shave the go on the bristling cold. Well, it knows you gotta go shovel, you gotta shovel snow outside. I'm not doing that. Last Word. time I did that, my face froze. It's about that so, time, too. So moving on to the card, we have Roger Strong versus Joey uh Joe Gacy uh for the cruiserweight championship. A lot of people thought that uh Joe Gacy was going to pick up the victory. Boy, were they wrong because Roger Strong um was strong. Yeah, it was strong throughout the match and uh, definitely uh, pretty solid action throughout the, uh, you know, um, throughout. But, you know, I think this was more, even though Joe Gacy lost, like I was just keeping up on Twitter and seeing what people were saying. They were like, yo, low key, he's underrated. Like, oh, he's pretty good. And uh, there was a lot of, uh, obviously because of his like weirdness and and, and probably uh, among other things, a lot of people already started comparing him to like a Bray Wyatt kind of character or, or type. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I saw a couple of tweets about that and I was just like, Hmm, uh, I, I like, I see it. Well, let, let's see if it, you know, keeps on, you know, um, but he's, he is definitely, yeah, but he is one of the most interesting characters in NXT. Every time he's on TV, it's like, you kind of have to see well, like what, like what's his next move or what does he say next or who his target is. So right. um he looks like a, a strong piece for NXT in the future with, um and I, I thought Joe Gacy was going to win because again, there were um, reports that um, strong might drop like that. They were going to uh, plan to retire the cruiserweight championship and kind of like turn that cruiserweight championship into uh, quote unquote in all uh, an all inclusive championship. Um, like light heavyweight. I listen. I don't. I don't even know what that means. It kind of like seems to me like a twenty four seven kind of championship in, in a way. Good. In a way. In yeah. a way. Because remember that is a cruiserweight championship, but Joe Gacy isn't isn't a cruiserweight. You know, and supposedly, you know, I guess they want that championship to be defended in two hundred five live. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know what the hell it is, but I feel like um, if these guys meet again for the championship, I think that's when Joe Gacy wins the championship. And again, those were rumors and, and you know, or, or sources that were said. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what, in fact, like, what do they do with that championship? Do they retire the Cruiserweight Championship or do they just make a brand new championship with a, you know, with a name and whatnot? I would I would do that. I'd make it a light heavyweight or something like that where anybody could compete for it. Cruiserweight division, the Cruiserweight Championship is very, like, I think it's prestigious in wrestling mm-hmm. altogether. So I would want to do that, make another 24-7 for all that. Just go steal the stuff and WWE and bring it to NXT. Go on SmackDown right. or Raw right. and take the, um, the championship and then bring it to NXT. So now right. you're going all over the place. That's right. just me. I, I, that, I don't think that makes any sense at all. Mm-hmm. 
to me perfectly. Keep that what it is. Add a, add a championship. Right. You know, you know give, it doesn't hurt. Was how many individual we have? We had the women's, we had SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, Raw, women's champions, two, WWE Universal's four. But just like, I see five, there's, there's US so, six. There's so much, like, so many, like, things you could do with that championship. If you really want to retire that championship, bring back something like the, like a hardcore championship. Bring back, like, um, I, I I would have said European, but that's what that's why they have NXT uh, UK. Um, yeah, you could go with light heavyweight. You could go with uh, I don't know, just something something new like uh, a fa- uh, a title that that says all inclusive championship. I don't know. It's, it's just kind of like there's way of, there's ways to do that without actually saying all inclusive. Right. Right. Right back then, you had like like you know like we said we had the world heavyweight. You had heavyweight, cruiserweight, you had light heavyweight, yeah, yeah. So, light um, hardcore cruiserweight, intercontinental, European, both the raw, the world tags, and WWE tags. Yeah, yeah. Just make it make it light heavyweight. Bring that right. back for a little bit. That's something different. That's something enjoy. That's fun because you could have guys like the Rey Mysterio versus the Roman Reigns for that yeah. belt. It, it, it's it's more logical because you don't have to be a heavyweight to do so, right? And you're too too heavy for a cruiserweight, too light for a heavyweight. So that's why it makes sense. Yeah, but, you know that's not that you know there. Um, and then we go on to the main event, which was the longest match. The first match tonight was 31 minutes and 30, 22 seconds. Last match, my complaint about that cruiserweight match was too short. It was eight. It was eight minutes and twenty-seven seconds. A little short for my taste. Make it ten minutes. Give people enough airtime to do what they want to do. But I, I, they think, they shorten it. It. I think they shortened it because of, of the last match. Yeah. So this this one went thirty-eight minutes and eleven seconds. We had the war games met the men's war games, team two point which is Braun Breaker, someone you're a fan of, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo with Trick Williams. Beat the black uh, team black and gold, which is Ciampa, Gargano, Pete Dunne, and LA Knight. So I'll ask you first um, who stood out the most to you in this match? Um, well, I mean, it, I feel like Team 2.0 got the victory because it was a way to officially eliminate the black and gold anything related to the black and gold brand of nxt mm-hmm. having said that i think they all balled out I, I feel like they were all stars in that match i feel like you know um we saw good moments you know um especially because of the fact that this might be johnny gargano's last um match but the person who bought you know who who you know who we saw a lot of um, I, it's hard I to saw say. It's hard to LA say. Knight. Yes, uh, LA Knight really um showcased himself. Um, I think a lot of people were very impressed because um before we thought LA Knight was just lost in the shuffle, and now it's kind of like um with this match, he kind of like rejuvenated and now has momentum even in defeat. Um, but this was just um you know just 
you know, with Braun Breaker. Um, Who's a stud. Pick, right, picking up the pinfall. You already know that it's kind of bound that he you're you're probably looking at the next NXT champion. Then you have uh, Carmelo Hayes, who right now is probably the hottest prospect in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, already ha- having been the North American champion. Then you have Grayson Waller, who absolutely like was te- was taking bumps left and right. Um, you know, had two different table spots. So, you know, that was incredible. And then you had Tony D'Angelo, who the fans um, are behind because of his character gimmick, you know, this Italian, you know, kind of like mob guy. So, hey, goombats. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, a, a lot of people are really, really behind. Um, it, it's hard to say. I, I think it's it's a tie between Braun Breaker and, and I'm, believe it or not, probably Grayson Waller. And for the other team, I would say um, LA Knight, definitely. But um, this was just, you know, um, uh, it was emotional for a lot of people because, you know, again, this is it it for for Johnny Gargano um, when he came out to Rebel Heart, his original theme song, and then his gear um, in which he's wearing like little, uh, you know, every different color that he wore to, to all the takeovers, like, um, it, it just it just shows uh, what a pioneer he was for NXT, um, and how incredible his matches are. And and you know, whoever picks up Johnny Gargano next is, um, would be lucky to have him because he can deliver. He can easily deliver a five star match. Um, love you know the DIY reunion with Champa. Um, all the different you know spots with him. Um kind of you know reminisce to the old DIY days so um this match was definitely about him um I I kind of you know deep deep down I wanted the black and gold brand to win but I knew I knew that that wasn't going to happen since they're pushing 2.0 to the moon and the newer stars so um I definitely you know get that um I hope to see Johnny Gargano this you know in this upcoming episode um of uh nxt to see if there's a send like if there's going to be a proper a send-off call. yeah like a current call or or, or you know we, that's the thing we don't know we're we're speculating right now we're we're seeing the sources saying that you know kyle riley and gargano are are most likely gone but you never know when they have a you know this little change of heart um i i my original prediction was that kyle riley would leave and gargano would stay um, and, and and that's the thing. WWE wants both back. If, if WWE didn't want both back, then I'd be like, you know what? They're both gone. But right. they want both back. But like I said, Kyle O'Reilly already has a storyline in place in AEW without even being there. You know, right. and then with totally Gargano, yeah, with Gargano, it's like, damn, you know, he's been with with uh, NXT and WWE for all these years. It's like, I know he wants to do bigger and better. Um. Because I feel like he he's already done everything he has to do in NXT, right? In regards to being called up to the main roster, WWE already botched that once. And I don't know if that left a bad taste um, in his mouth and be like, damn, if I resign and I get called up, I'm probably not going to be taken serious. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can... Anywhere he goes after, hell, excel, definitely. But... um. I can definitely, again, 
I hate saying that, you know, oh, AEW is the next destination for all, but it kind of seems like uh, a given if he leaves WWE NXT that AEW and Impact would be knocking on the door ASAP. Right. Yeah. You can't let a talent like that go, you know, go, you know. So I know like Tony Khan is probably salivating at the fact that if Gargano doesn't return to NXT or, you know, WWE, that he'll, he'll lock him up as quickly as possible. Okay. And, and and that's the thing, you know. If you really look, AEW has been acquiring stars All from, the talent. from the black and gold NXT brand, and it's kind of you know we don't know what's going to happen with with uh, guys like Keith Lee and and Mia Yim and now O'Reilly and now I, Gargano. I hope, I hope for his, um, I hope for Keith Lee's sake that he goes the goes the impact. Um. Yeah, I, 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 as much as I want to see him the biggest AEW because he would thrive there, I want him to be the guy on a for some for a company for somebody for somebody's brand. For so if he goes to Impact, he's gonna be the top three wrestlers on that roster, and it would be great. And Mia Yim yeah. going to going to Impact would be the same thing. She would have a chance to. Sean's okay. Maybe, let's see if this girl can actually do something. Give her a year in, in impact before she goes elsewhere. Maybe after that point, it's like, hey, you know, we'll bring you back. You know, go to AAA or go, you know, somewhere where she can, um, she can go do her thing. You know, have an opportunity because AW is. I kind of noticed that the last we spoke about it. It's getting packed there. It's going to be star studded, top whoa. to bottom. It's going to be star studded. But here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, and you know, um, forgive, forgive us for changing the conversation to AEW real quick. But with AEW, it's like they're getting way too, like they're getting way too crowded, you know. And, and it's true; it's it's never a bad thing to get as many talented wrestlers as you can. But I did say that you start signing a lot of people, you start forgetting about others. You start right. forgetting about the original people who signed with you from the beginning. So, for example, we saw that Big Swole and AEW parted ways, mainly because she was frustrated because of the lack of matches she was getting, right? right. Same thing could be said about Brian Cage, who's super mega talented, size, athleticism, you know, um, you take one good look at him, you think he's a star, and they haven't done much with him. So now it it, it like does this start the AEW stars wave to you know to WWE or to other you know promotions because it's like again like uh, in the past year we've been seeing you know um, released you know more than 80 wrestlers released from WWE mm-hmm. and uh, a good bunch has gone to AEW. Now, are we going to see it the other way around? Up around, yeah. So like, all right, so Big Soul got released. We don't know where she's heading. Brian Cage is another one that I see, uh, you know, parting ways in the near future because again, he's frustrated with, with you know, the role he's, be- the role he's been given. So, um, yeah, we, we, we might see, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure he's probably not the only one, you know, there's, there's probably like, you know, uh, two or three more wrestlers in the back who haven't talked and been like, listen, I, I wish I could be, you know, I, I wish I could be used more. Um, but here's the thing, AEW is signing left and right every time, you know, 
um there's a, a batch of wrestlers that that WWE releases AEW picks up at, at least, three least of them go at least three, three or four of them you know yeah so it, it, it's getting way too crowded in AEW not that it's a bad thing but it's like you know it's what something to keep in yeah it's something to keep an eye on but um you know with, with NXT I, I like to close out and say this um you know uh, I saw what you know Bleacher Report wrote and then you know they said um when you compare it to most takeovers it had less excitement I can definitely see why they write that because it was like First of all, it wasn't in a true arena. It was like in a, you know, in the center, right? There's not a lot of fans, even though the fans were engaged with the matches. But when you have a, a an arena, you have a full pack arena, like it feels the, the different. Vibe, yeah, the vibe is definitely different. So I can see why. But I, overall, like I thought the matches um, were pretty good. I like there wasn't a match where I said oh this match sucked or it was super boring no none of that so um but you're starting to see a difference between you know the nxt 2.0 and the nxt black and gold because the black and gold was exciting at all times and with 2.0 it's like it comes and goes you know you know the excitement that you know so um i mean hopefully listen we we know that triple h is recovering um and her surgery and whatnot right so hopefully when he gets back we'll we'll, we'll start you know kind of seeing more of that triple h input because right now uh i'm not sure who's in charge of nxt right now um but you know not not that it's bad but i definitely prefer you know triple h's vision and and creativity in mind you know so right i'm with you on that is this it was sort of hot, and then all of a sudden this development thing came around. Now it's just like it's going in some direction. We don't know where it's going, but it's, no, it's not Triple H's ideas and his concepts and theories. So we'll see how it goes. But um, all in all, how what would you rate this uh 2021 NXT? The last pay-per-view of the year for WWE. How'd you feel about this? How'd you feel about um what would you give this? I give this a B, a B plus. Yeah, this I mean, is a good. I guess like you know, um, out of ten, yeah, I guess like a eight point five or you know, in letter grade, I would give it a B plus. Um, it you know, definitely the the two war uh, war game matches were were great. The tag team match was 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 good. Um, so, but it wasn't like you know anything that oh my god this was the event of the year. Yeah, no, it wasn't the but, 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 feel, but it was a good show. I think. I think. Yeah, I think. I think it met expectations or probably like surpassed them by a little bit, you know, it, it wasn't like, you know, it, to me, it wasn't bad at all. Right. So, yeah. Well, Sunday night, we're now done with this. Um, you're kicking my ass in fantasy football and I got to bounce back. Slime? Yeah. <laughs> so I got to, <laughs> so I'm going to get myself together because we're posing the end. Uh, just like this, this this podcast, we are done with this episode of this beautiful Sunday night in December. The Sunset Wrestling Podcast wants to thank everybody and anybody who wants to uh, chime in and show some love. We are live on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, um, Breaker, Radio Public, um, 
We are live on Anchor. Anchor, we thank you so much for all the work you've done helping us out, getting us together. Anybody who needs to work on a podcast, wants to learn how to do a podcast, go on Anchor. Anchor helped us out. Anchor is going to keep helping us out, and we are forever grateful for them, for the efforts that they have done for us. Um, catch us on all our social media platforms. We are on Instagram at sunset underscore flip underscore wrestling. We are live on Twitter at flip wrestling. Check, check us out on the Facebook page at the sunset sunset flip wrestling podcast. Just follow back on Twitter. <laughs> what? You, those who follow us will get a follow back. Oh yeah, and same thing goes with uh with Instagram. So this beautiful Sunday night. It's cold. How cold is it down in the city, Soto? Uh, it's not bad. I'm about to turn on the AC. What? It's hold on a second. Let me let me let me check the temp real quick. It is 43 right now. I'm definitely turning on the AC, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just leave the AC on, like, yeah. But um, okay, Frosty the, the Snowman. <laughs> one thing to point out, um. I'm really excited because uh, this week I will be going with uh, Ash to AEW. Um, they're they're making their debut at the uh, USB arena. Yep. Is USB C USB? I think it's you. Where is it? UBS. UBS. USB. Yes, it's UBS. <laughs> I didn't say USB. Whatever. Uh, UBS Arena in um, Almont, New York, which. Thankfully, it's like 20, 25 minutes away from here. So, yeah, for me, it'd be like an hour 35. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to convince my pops to go because I bought two, like when, when they announced it, I bought two tickets. Uh, Ash uh, bought three tickets. So, um, I think originally it's going to be, it was going to be me, Ash, and his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I, I, I've been trying to sell my two tickets, um, got no takers. Then I went to um, Ticketmaster and I couldn't resell them. Mm-hmm. So this morning I was just like, yo, like, I was like to my pops, yo, you want to go? And then he was like, I'll think about it. But I think it's a yes. Yeah, you better yes. go. That's an experience. Yeah, I think, yeah I, I think it's a yes. So we went to Grandstand. Grandstand was dope. Grandstand. All right, listen, I'll tell you one thing, like a fun fact before, you know, we end this episode. The last time I went to a wrestling event, with my father, it was screamed like a girl. Huh? You screamed like a girl. No, no. I, I, I don't all right. I don't remember what year. And and my memory is very vague, but it I think the main or one of the matches was Mankind versus The Rock versus Big Boss Man versus Ken Shamrock in a fatal four way. So that's that like epic. 90s. Yeah, that was 90s. And uh, it was during that time where Stone Cold was feuding with The Undertaker and in the Ministry of Darkness. Stone, I don't see, I don't know if it was the Ministry of Darkness or like shortly before that, but I knew that I was I was wearing a Stone Cold shirt and I was scared because um I think the week before the Undertaker, like made an uh, entrance coming through the crowd. Oh, so, so you don't want to call like, oh, like, so I'm in, no, so I'm here on the aisle, the end of the aisle, with my Stone Cold shirt on, making sure, like, the Undertaker <laughs> wasn't, like, coming up. Like, yeah, man, like, um, that. so it, I, I don't know what year, but it was definitely, like, obviously it was in the 90s, but that was the last time I went to a wrestling event with my father. Well, hopefully Wednesday is going to be the, uh, 
the latest time. So y'all enjoy that. I got work and I'm not going to be able to make that trip. Yeah, it's not happening. Actually, with this new job that I'm at now, I can get off, but just, yeah, just, I got, I got play basketball tomorrow. We win, we play, we play on Tuesday and we win Tuesday. Then we probably gonna play Wednesday. So I probably gonna do it anyways. So y'all enjoy yourselves, send the photos and don't, Ashley don't shriek like a girl when he sees uh, Adam Cole go, Adam Cole, baby. And he goes, he'll, he'll I, so I'm, uh, I, I, that might be me. Because <laughs> when I went to, well, when we went to the, um, grand, uh, what was it, Grand Slam, uh, I, and Adam Cole came out, I was screaming top of my lungs. But um, I, I like, I, they haven't announced that many matches. Um, so, so they have the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, which I'm actually looking forward to. They have Rio versus Jamie Hayter. Um, and then Brian Danielson versus John Silver, which should be a, an amazing match. Right. And then um, and then I know that they, they usually film Rampage right after Dynamite. So I, I don't know. Like, I completely have no idea what I'm in store for. Always something epic. Yeah. So this podcast, yeah. we do epic stuff here. So, for me to you, Soto, it was a pleasure as always. And uh, so, next time, I'll see you next week, kid. See you next week. And if this is Johnny Gargano's last stand in NXT, don't, don't get upset. Th- thank you. <laughs> you go, boy. Show some I'm love emotional. to Gargano. I'm emotional. End this episode. <laughs> Just end it. Take care, everybody. Y'all be good now. <laughs> Thank you.